This week's podcast is brought to you by the Beefy Boys. Just three cool dudes hanging out, talking about sports, video games, music, and whatever else they feel like. <clears throat> find them at their website, www.beefyboys.com. Also, we hope you find your other podcasts, iTunes, Podbean, YouTube, you know, all the regulars. The Beefy Boys, the best show on planet Earth. Hi, I'm Renee. And I'm Jess. And we're the Deerfoot Sisters. Sorry to interrupt, but we have some breaking news. We wanted to let you know that right now you're actually only listening to the second best podcast on planet Earth. That's right. If you want to check out the world's best podcast, search Deerfeet on iTunes, Spotify, Podbean, you know, all the regulars. Deerfeet's a podcast featuring two sisters talking about life and all the kooky things it brings, like rhymes. So when you're done listening to this episode, be sure to check out Deerfeet. Or you can just do it right now. Thanks! A good podcast requires a good beer. So that's why I always go to my go-to, Keystone Light. If I'm going to the store, I don't want to buy a 12-pack. I want to go for a legit 15-pack. When I go to a party, I don't take Rainier. I take Keystone Light. And you know what? It tastes so good, I'm going to have it right now. Cheers, folks. Ah, yeah, there's a burp coming in. That's good. What's up, folks? Welcome back to uh, Christian Sports Bar. I almost said welcome back to the Beefy Boys. This is a Branch Off series from the Beefy Boys. I am joined here with my two great friends, Mark. Hell yeah. And Blake, a big name in the uh, Beefy Boys studio room here. Yep. This episode's brought to you by the color purple and the number 10. Hell yeah. Oh my. We're going, we're going on a, a Huskies <laughs> rampage here. So I like Sesame Street. So we're gonna get we're gonna get right into this here. So I like racism. Anyways. <laughs> we're gonna get right into this. We're, we're gonna go um, so last night, I'm I'm assuming you guys were paying attention uh, you know a little bit. Blake, if you were working, I'm sure you were watching the game since oh, yeah. you had it on TV. So <clears throat> Quick upset in the college football world, Mark, if you're not aware, was USC, unranked USC, beats number 10 Utah <clears throat> in California. Wow. Um, it was a 30-23 to 23 matchup, and USC dropped down to their third-string quarterback. Ooh. And listen to this guy's number. So senior, so this is, this is the senior from, from Utah, Tyler Huntley. Right. He went 22 for 30, 210 yards with one touchdown. And then uh, the junior, this is the third stringer, Matt Fink. This guy had some pretty goddamn good numbers, man. No kidding. He went 21 for 30, 351 yards, three touchdowns, one interception. Wow. That's a big fucking game. Yeah. The most surprising stat for me on this one was their wide receiver. The wide receiver for USC... He put on a fucking show last night. So, Blake, if you were watching it, you knew how this guy played. I watched... uh, I mean, I was busy at work, but like I, I got to watch like the second half of the game, and it was—it's just college football, man. College like, football, you, dude. You, just, you, you never know. It. Like, yeah, like the the stat lines, all that stuff. Throw it out the window. It's just whoever came to ball is going to play. See, that's the beauty of that's the beauty of college football because it, you know in NFL you kind of have an idea. Like, 
if New England's playing the Dolphins, we mm. obviously know New England's going to kick the shit out of the Dolphins. Absolutely. And, you know, and that's a divisional game, so it should be a little bit more competitive. But in the NFL, they're all professional, so things are all... They're structured, you know, it's more structured. And that's why, you know... Yeah, and they got Judy's scroll of rules, man. <laughs> and that's why... <laughs> and that's why a college football team, you know, that is great, like Alabama was a few years ago, would never beat a 0-16 and Browns team because that Browns team is... It's filled with nothing but professionals, and it's more structured. Yeah, right. it's, best coaching. And the best coaching. You're yeah. talking, like, a whole different world. Mm-hmm. So any of these simulations and any of that shit that people were saying that, you know... I think that these guys would beat the Browns because mm-hmm. they're statistically one of the worst teams ever. No, not a fucking <laughs> chance. If if Alabama were to play the Browns, it would be a 70-point game oh, for the Browns. Oh, they'd get slaughtered. A hundred percent. They'd get slaughtered. Oh, yeah, and it was like a couple weeks ago when we were at the Cal game. I just remember we were sitting there, and we were, you know, the game was kind of starting to slip away, and we all kind of were accepting it. Yeah. And there were these kids down in front of us. You know, they were students there, and they were just like, I can't believe we're losing to Cal. This isn't supposed to happen. And I was like... Who said this isn't supposed to happen? Yeah, I mean, it's fucking sports. They, I mean, they. It's college. Ball. I mean, they beat up on us last year, mostly defensively. You know, they're a stout team. The coach there comes from Coach Peterson's coaching tree at um, Boise State, so mm-hmm. you know he knows what's up. And that Boise State, that, you know, his well, tenure yeah, at Boise well, State was fucking. Well, yeah, it was a top ten. Yeah, top ten team every year. So I don't know. It's I, it, it's that's college football though. You know, you just you, you have a game plan, you come and you execute it. Hell, even that Hawaii game last week where it's like we were just blowing the crap out of them in the first half of the game. Then all of a sudden, my brother and I were like, all right, you know what? Let's go home and make some dinner. Like, we kind of know where this is going. We're in the car on the way home. Turn on the radio. All right, well, Hawaii's really battled back into this one, putting up 20 unanswered points. And we're like, oh, my God, are you kidding me? 21 answered points (laughs) when they were down by... 45. And we're just like, you know, it's like, you know, you know the, we'll be fine, but that little bit of nervousness crept up to you where you're like, oh, geez. Oh, shit. You know? Yeah. <laughs> could you imagine they, people? You know, oh, sorry. Go ahead, Mark. Could you imagine people like placing bets on a game? Like, thank God for like my bookie now because they would have really been pinching a fucking hole in their underwear making a bet on that Hawaii game. I just, dude, I can't, you. I can't sports bet because. The the spreads are too just too, I mean they're too out of out of this world, man. Well, here's like the if thing. you if you place a bet on a spread, that spread changes drastically during the game. Oh, for sure. So it, it you know like when I watch my brother, my brother is big on the sports gambling. Is he? But he's he's a little bit smarter with it. He he knows the sports gambling. He's good with he plays, it. Well, he's yeah. He places. Well, I don't know if this if this is for sure, but like I think that he him and all those guys they place a lot of bets and just kind of see where things go they don't put a lot of money on one game exactly you know, no a hundred percent and that's a good way to yeah. to kind of branch out and to have a chance of winning have a better chance I had a, of winning yeah, i had a buddy know? named I had my my buddy yawn used to do that too where he just had like you know he was just just putting lots of bets like you know just take he would just take the under on like every games and just bet like a couple of bucks on it and then at mm-hmm. the end of the day it, you know fluctuate but i mean yeah that was like that game last week when they were doing the um <clears throat> the Falcons and the Eagles. And I was like, there's two good defensive teams, dude. I was like, take the under, like, yeah. screw it. Just do it. Oh yeah. And that under was good. I mean, under it 53 like, points. It was like 55 and a half, something like that. Taking like, that, especially, uh, especially with a good offense on the road. And then, you know, two good defenses playing against mm-hmm. each other. Yeah. The under definitely played out. Um, but you see, even knowing that I just can't, 
ever placed money. I know. On I'm, I'm just not much of a game. I just don't get a. I don't get a. <coughs> but here, like we'll, I'll place do. like a season <laughs> bet. Like I'll place like a season bet, like I have with the Seahawks, where you know I was drunk right. one night and I made a, <laughs> I made a bet saying that they're going to go 13 and three. I was mm-hmm. fucking drunk, and when I'm drunk, yeah. the, the Seahawks are going to win the Super Bowl every time. Hundred <laughs> percent. You hear me do it with you guys all the time. Like, you need okay. to stay drunk all the time, man. <laughs> well, I'm just like I, I do it with you guys all the time. It's like okay, dollar bet right now. It's just a dollar. A dollar. Just, a dollar. Screw Fuck. It. Just for fun. Fuck it. You know, I'll, I'll even go up to five, ten dollars. Mm-hmm. I usually will go five to ten dollars, but just because I'm not doing <clears throat> thousands though. No, fuck yeah, fuck I don't no. Have thousands. Well, yeah. I mean, the thing with betting too. <laughs> the thing with betting is like you know, with the NFL, you can kind of tell where things are gonna go. But like you said, with college football, it's it. Their bodies are young. And they're doing this to get in the pros, and yep. they're doing this to... It's a to, fucking job application, it, exactly. man. Exactly. And I think College that's, is the job application of the NFL. That's kind of, you know, because the big topic as of right now with college football is California wants to pay their athletes in the NCAA. Mm-hmm. And, you know... I wanted to talk to you about that. There's, the there's 58 schools yeah. that the NCAA is going to have to pay student-athletes. And, you know, if you're talking about... If you're, gonna, if you're willing to pay the football team, you're going to have to pay... Every goddamn sport that's at this school. So think about that's true. Every school in the nation, it ain't gonna fu- it ain't gonna fucking happen. You know the reason why it won't <clears> happen <throat> is because the fan base isn't as big. The fan base is bigger. The fan base college. is bigger. Yes, in absolutely. college. Absolutely. Are you sure? Well, you got univer. The stadiums are way bigger. You know, you got to look enough. at this. The stadium size. They fill them up every time. Tradition is huge. Yeah. Family tradition is big. I mean, granted, Pac-12 schools maybe may not be as popular as like SEC schools, but Look at those stadiums. Like, look at Ohio State. It's like 110,000 people That's that true. fill up that fucking stadium That's every true. Saturday. Traditions are huge with college football, mm-hmm. and they generate a shitload of money. I understand that the NCAA generates a lot of money, and mm-hmm. that, yeah, it's a little bit weird that these student-athletes are going out there and they're putting their careers on the line mm-hmm. every Saturday to play. Absolutely. But if you're going to pay them... It's going to become the question of when are we going to pay high school students for doing the same thing? Because high school students die in Texas, they die in the Midwest because coaches don't know how to coach these guys, dehydrate them, and then they die because of dehydration in fucking 110 degree weather running lines Do all goddamn really? day. Really? Absolutely, oh, yeah, it's, it's happened. It's happened. It's been recently, a it's been yeah. a big fucking thing, man. But that's a lack of coaching skill. Yeah. You know, if you're a coach and you're running these kids to death, you're a piece of shit. But here's the but other thing. But in college, thing. they're not doing that shit. The but other, freak accidents could happen. Right. But the other thing is, these guys are running their hearts out just to get there. Like, you know, they're not making a ton of money in college, man. No. You know, if you're a college kid, I'm sorry. You do the, the, the Campbell's Chunky Soup and the fucking canned tuna diet, okay? Absolutely. I mean... At least well, let them no, get these a little. Kids, I, I work for a catering company. These we guys cater. Get, they get we, yeah. We cater to these, these guys. Have, you know, these guys get yeah, four right. The the, the the athletic department and stuff. We'll we'll cater. But food I mean, to that's them. like a meal. Like you think about these guys who 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 need their money, man. Yeah, I know, but I'm just you know, saying. I, I yeah, I know what you're saying. Though I don't like, have a problem with putting a buck in your pocket, but I'm not going to pay you like a professional. That's the thing, and they're saying that these students deserve these football players deserve 160. Three on average thousand dollars. Well, you're a also player. Well, you're also talking about. I mean, just going from the NFL to college. On a college roster, there's like there's like a hundred players. Yeah, hey, dude, it's, it's not just not gonna. It's not gonna roster like the NFL, and I'm just like that's just that's 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 a lot of money. Yeah, the NCAA will never, never pay 
Well, don't they have like athletes. booster clubs and stuff too? That, they've like, got booster clubs. Yeah, they've they, got scholarships. The NCAA yeah. gives scholarships. Most of these kids, so you th- are, most of these kids are comfortable. <clears throat> a lot of these guys are, and I think a lot of these pros who are now making a hundred and sixty fucking million dollars in their career are going out and speaking and saying, well, when I played college, I didn't get paid, and I should be getting paid. Oh, yeah. Well, now they're all starting to throw fits like Michael Thomas did this year and Zeke Elliott, where it's like, okay, I'm done with the rookie contract. Give me a big one. I've proven my worth. And you and see, I'm cool with that. They're it, it, fucking well, professionals. Well, and hey, the, the team's caved. They're like, yeah. Yeah. You're right. You, you need you Michael go. Thomas. You mm-hmm. need it. I know a lot of Cowboys fans said, we don't need fucking Ezekiel Elliott. Yes, you do. Because without him, your quarterback is not going to win you a Super Bowl. I'm sorry. Their be- their biggest chance of winning a Super Bowl is having Ezekiel Elliott healthy and yeah. having a strong run game. And their defense is badass, too. Their defense is pretty badass. I'll give them that. Mm-hmm. The Cowboys do have a pretty solid team. Oh, man. But with, with losing Zeke, good fucking luck. Yeah. Because then you lose, your, you lose your biggest threat on the field that teams have to focus mm-hmm. on. Mm-hmm. And so when teams lose that focus, they focus on Dak Prescott. Yeah, it's 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 a rough argument with the whole... And we saw what happened when Zeke wasn't playing last oh, yeah. year with the Cowboys. Totally. Dak Prescott was completing passes, but it was completing a third and 17 for four yards. Mm-hmm. And that's pretty much what the Cowboys offense was. Yeah, I, I, I just see this whole paying student-athletes thing kind of like abortion, where it's like, I get it, <laughs> like... Why it's you a like, sensitive subject. Yeah, it's, it's like I get, I subject. get why you're for it. I get why you're against <clears throat> it. But I, I, for me, it's just like I don't know, man. I I, I can't really. I, I can't. I can't get. I can't get that passionate about it. I I, I I've heard arguments. I, I agree with both sides, but it's like until they do something about it, I don't really know what what to think. I mean, then you think about it. What about all these D D one school or D two schools, D three schools? Like you're looking at like North Dakota, yeah, who wins championships, Eastern 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 Washington, Eastern Michigan. You're paying all these schools. Mm -hmm. There's more schools than there is professional football teams. No shit. But all of these schools are going to have to pay their rosters of a hundred goddamn players on their team. And then all their other sports activities. So you're talking soccer, baseball, volleyball, softball, all that shit. That's a good point. It's going to... Well, I hear people too saying that these kids, a lot of these kids, when they get here, they get scholarships. So their school's free. Absolutely. So, like, you Fuck know, yeah. and, that, and I think that includes usually housing. Housing. And yeah. stuff like that. And then, like, if the team's helping them out with, like, food and things, like, you know, they're, they're, not, they're not living on the street. Because they have food cards. Yeah. yeah they have yeah. housing and they have food cards. Because, you know, I mean, yeah. working, at, working at a grocery store near the University of Washington, that's a high end grocery store. It's expensive mm-hmm. as fuck. I don't even shop there and I mm-hmm. work there. Oh, yeah. These guys are going in there and buying our food on a regular. We're talking yeah. five days a week. These guys are coming in right. and buying fucking food from us. And that's not cheap food. Uh, th- and these are things that I didn't know. See, yeah. if, if, if you're getting food, man, okay, fine. You're getting housing, you're getting schooling, and you're, you're getting, getting a you percentage know, of everything that the, <clears throat> that the NCAA is, is earning. Absolutely. And, you know, when Joe and I were talking about this last week, he said that a lot of these student-athletes are taking courses that aren't real courses. Yeah. I am going to shut him down. I sh- already shut him down on that one. But I, I know he's going to listen to this again and shake his head. <laughs> but we talked about it. These guys, you know, these student-athletes are not what they were back then. You right. can't be how things were, like, back then when, you know, let's say, like, when Reggie Bush was in school. Yeah. I don't think that those athletes were taking real courses when Brian Bosworth was in school and he had a fucking team with 
Busta Rhymes and, you know, oh Nelly God. and yeah. shit like that. You, you know, those guys aren't taking real <laughs> Dude, courses. Dude, I remember that. Yeah, but they, like, um, yeah, but uh, the boss, I watched the documentary, and he got a degree at some point. Exactly. I, I don't know if that was, these guys, I, don't know, I don't know if that was when he was at Oklahoma or after he stopped playing football, but like. Most yeah, likely of, after he yeah, stopped lot, playing football. Uh, well, I mean, even, I mean, I mean, following the Huskies, I know that Chris Peterson holds very highly that a lot of his, um, a lot of his athletes. That great point average to play, yeah, the great point average to play yeah. for the Huskies is around 3.5. Yeah, so that's if you, pretty if you're, fucking if smart. If your grades suck, you're not playing. Yeah. So. And then, you know, figure. you got these guys in the pros who, <clears throat> you know, I think there's, I can't remember his name, but I did see him on TV and they were interviewing him and he said, well, if I wasn't playing football, I'd be studying rocket science hmm. but that's well, not a dumb course well, yeah. no and that's coming from somebody who played on the east well, that, coast well, that was like way back in the day like you know back when the nfl was still kind of like an early thing and before athletes were getting paid millions of dollars yeah they, guys needed their fucking well, they, jobs well yeah, well yeah and during the off season they'd go sell concrete you know they'd go to like mm-hmm. you know they'd become salesmen because mm-hmm. they had to they had to put food on the table you know yeah they eat your small salary from the nfl but Oh, for sure. In the off season, and you, had you to go don't out see there and do it. you don't see these guys who are retiring these days <clears throat> doing dumb shit like you know a lot of these guys who did play back in the day and didn't have the proper schooling. Mm-hmm. There are the ones that are out there buying a failing restaurant in a failing location in like Miami, yeah. and then they go sure. bankrupt. Yeah, but you don't see that shit like almost. You don't ever fucking see that anymore with these. NFL players retiring with all their millions. These guys are smarter. You know, these guys mm-hmm. are all really smart. Yeah. And, you know, think about Lawrence Taylor. Like, that's a perfect example of a guy who was one of the best football players ever of mm-hmm. his time. And oh, yeah, all time. Of all time as well. Dude, he lost all of his money. Mm-hmm. He turned his house into a fucking a crack den with his opioid addiction and all. He, he was addicted to opioids. Opioids. And so... He turned his, you know, he turned his house into a, a total crack house, and uh, lost I, that. I didn't know about lost that. his family. You know, I read his book, and his book is really mm. it's tragic. But the guy now is, you know, he's obviously get gotten his shit together. Right. But back, yeah. you know, back when he left football, even when he was playing football, you know, it's not normal for head coaches now to drive over to your crack addicted. <laughs> linebacker's house and pull him out of the house like because Steve he has Wolf. a game in right. two hours right. you know and bill parcells was a guy that didn't take any shit yeah. but Tuna. the one guy that he allowed to really kind of weasel through the rules was lawrence taylor because he mm-hmm. could be a crack addict monday through monday through saturday mm-hmm. he shows up at the field obviously late but he shows up at the field on sunday and Ball. he puts he balls, balls out. out. Yeah. You know, he'll sack the quarterback, he'll get interceptions, he'll get fumbles, he'll make tackles. Oh, he man. balled out. And yeah. you know, Parcells really tried to coach him and and really kind of get him back on track, but obviously when you when you're addicted like that, you, you know, mm-hmm. you just can't do it. And so God, you know, there have been so many crackheads in football, dude. Oh yeah, and look at Lamar Odom in basketball. Oh, that guy's almost don't died even like start. That guy's almost died like fucking five <laughs> times, and now he's hanging out with DMX. Oh my god, what a horrible combination! Could you, you imagine hang? smoking crack with DMX? That'd be the most stressful situation of your life, dude. Oh my god. Oh god. I can't imagine yeah. one. I can't imagine how paranoid he is. Oh man. Anyway, two. I can't imagine smoking. Crack. I'm sorry. Those uh, <laughs> those Kardashians. Uh, they they screwed they screwed that guy up. They'll fuck your life. They up. They screwed everybody up. Yes. <laughs> They'll fuck up. your life up. I'm telling you, they're right. in, they're standing around the cauldron <laughs> yeah, cooking up know, a potion for the next poor fuck that gets married to him. But you know, so when it comes to really 
getting these college athletes paid a lot of them have outlets outside of football now a lot of them have careers built because they went to school a good school like university of washington's one of the best public schools in the nation it's i think it's in the top 10 so you're looking at good schooling you're looking at housing food all that good shit and you're playing a sport that you love Mm -hmm. and you're allowed you know you're allowed to play it and you're playing it in front of thousands of people who love you right and if you go to the pros great on you mm-hmm. but now these days there's so many outlets that these athletes can go to that have careers these guys these guys aren't dumb right. these guys are not dumb people anymore and they do have careers outside of football which That's is true. what i love but it's a gray area on paying student yeah, athletes like I said, that i don't like to really get it, into very much those things the only like gray that. area that i have where i support that is that they're banging up their body so they're gonna end up looking like stephen hawking at 35 and they're gonna be sitting there fucking crippled for the rest of their life that one bad hit that they take to the head mm-hmm. changes everything. The one injury that you have, that's for the rest of your life. Even for the name of the sport, you know, the sport is fucking wonderful and it brings a lot of, of, of great advantages and a lot of career opportunities, but you're banging up your body. You know, and, and as I said to you Joe before... You only got one body. As I said to Joe before, you're not playing college football just because you just because you one day decided I'm going to play college football. You right. play college football because yeah. you love the <clears throat> fucking sport. Yeah. You choose where you want to go play because you are passionate about that game and you're passionate about the fan base. Yeah. That's college football. Yeah. And I think, you know, like I said, we won't spend, we shouldn't spend much longer on this topic, but... Yeah, I'm like, I... I like we're burnt I said, out like, on I don't know. Exactly. It's, it's a gray area. I agree with you, Mark. Yes, they, they do get beat up they a get lot beat too, up. but it's one of those things too where it's like, you signed up. That's true. You knew you know, what you were getting happens, into, you know? you know. And they keep trying to make the game safer. They like that's why the A B helmet thing was such a everyone's like, what the hell's up with that in helmet? I'm like, well, because they tested this helmet ten thousand times and they're noticing that it's not a safe it's helmet. Rattling for you your to goddamn wear. brain. Mm-hmm. So they're like, you know, they're trying to make the game safer. They have the targeting rules and stuff now, even though you see they don't, you know, oh, the kid's ejected, but it's like why don't you take him out of the program? Yeah. He's like headhunting people. It's scary. Like if you like two, if you get ejected, I think twice in one season, I think you should be off the team. Yeah. Because clearly. I mean, look what happened with Marcus Peters on the Huskies. His tenure didn't last here long because he had a bad attitude. Yeah. Really? Coach Peterson doesn't put up with that mm-hmm. shit. So he went and graduated at some fucking technical college in California and hates UW. And, you know, I think he's an overrated corner as it is was. I think he was kind of a, a um, a Sarkeesian kind of kid, though. I think exactly. that he just was here. And yeah, holy shit, know. Sarkeesian kids. Ugh. Yeah, whatever. What a fucking mess. Yeah. Anyway, Coach Peterson has drastically, drastically yeah, changed. Dude, he's the new dog father. Hell yeah. What right, we got next? I gotta unlock my fucking computer because it's just... just locked on me. Uh-oh. Uh, yeah. Still recording, though, baby. So... <laughs> there we go. Okay, so to finish up that quick little pippity... Uh, <laughs> both teams both teams go to three and one after the USC win. Um, so we're going to talk about the Huskies okay. as we already were, but they played Hawaii last week as we you know as mm-hmm. we kind of brushed up on. So we don't we can skip a lot of that shit. Yeah. But um, a, a lot of the reasons why I don't feel like we should talk too much about this game is because it's fucking Hawaii, and but it is a good bounce yeah. back week for the dogs. I mean, they did lose a, a tragic loss at one forty five in the morning. <laughs> Oh, a couple God. weeks ago against Cal by one point, yeah. you know, you don't want to have to, you don't want to have the bad juju going into a bigger game. Like if they're going from that game to BYU, that's spooky. You yeah. know, that's, that's I, a scary area. Yeah, it's, it's really, it, I don't know. It's, I've, I've been trying to talk to people like, cause 
<clears throat> people know I've season ticket consulting. Everyone wants to talk to me about it. I'm like, honestly, I, I can't really say much about this team until like the next couple of weeks. When we play BYU and USC. Yes, that Cal game was a rough game. It was drug out. It was just a fist fight the whole entire yeah. time. Which we kind—I had a feeling. Both teams I, I had a feeling. It, I had a feeling it was going to be like. Yeah, that. absolutely. Both teams did show up. You know, um, like Cal was just flawless <clears throat> in that in that victory. They yeah, were they just they they came in with their game plan, executed it, controlled the clock. Just you know, just what what's his name? The linebacker that was talking hell of shit about the Huskies. Yeah, didn't he uh, have yeah. like seventeen tackles yes, he or was something? A Jesus monster. Christ, he's so, like the boss. You know, if you're going to talk your shit, <clears throat> you back it up just like that guy because that guy got in the he got in the head of yeah. the Huskies. I mean, that was rough, but then yeah, what we have the Eastern game to work off work off of where we just blew the crap blew out of him. Yeah. yeah, the Hawaii game. Yeah, it's like not much to talk about. We blew the crap out of him, but like the next like tonight, today's game going against BYU's defense and going against another Pac-12 opponent in the next couple of weeks with USC and Oregon. Or no, sorry, we don't no, we don't go to we go to Oregon later in uh No, October. Oregon comes here. Yeah, that's yeah, that's Oregon later. That's late. Here. Sorry, that's later in the month. And that's um, yeah, that's about October, almost the end tail yeah, end of October. Tail end of October. Ooh, anyway, my butt cheeks are going to be tight during that game, man. <laughs> Yeah, I'm excited. That's gonna be a great game. But um, Oregon's yeah, I, always yeah. In, until we play more Pac-12 opponents, I don't really have a huge opinion about exactly. the team right now. It's yeah. just it's hard. It's kind of hard to talk about. Where it's like, yeah, but there there are fun things to talk about. And I'm gonna mm-hmm. get to that right yeah, now. So yeah. well, you know, it. so Jake Eason, obviously being the junior quarterback coming in, having SEC experience, pretty awesome. He went uh, 262 yards, three touchdowns, zero interceptions, 18 for 25 with a 72 percent completion rating which is pretty damn good. Mm. And the defense was getting turnovers, which is the first game of the year that they were actually able to generate turnovers, which is crazy. Mm. Playing Eastern, they didn't do it. But here's my favorite part about this. And I was ranting about this after the Cal game, is why haven't we seen a lot of these younger players in the game? You know, if if something's not working, why not try to plug in something else? Mm. I get playing off of, of... veteran mentality and stuff like that but these guys are hungry and they want to play so this is my favorite part about the the hawaii game for me was the uh true freshmen's let's see here there's three of them trent mcduffie getting his first career start against hawaii which is awesome good for him and he he had a good game um i i can't i don't know if i'm saying this guy's fucking name right but puka 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 Naka, Puka Naka, the wide receiver. Yes. Yeah. Having his first career touchdown. You balled. Yeah, hell yeah. If you ball, you get the call. And and those touchdown passes, I'm telling you, those touchdown passes were crispy. They were so smooth, so they were perfectly placed, yeah. and that's where you get your East Coast footballs dropping that football right in the bucket, right, in, you know, where it's tight coverage, mm-hmm. but it's right in the spot where the receiver can so grab we th- it. So we had three interceptions. Do we have any fumble? I can't remember if we had any fumble recoveries, too. I, I can't remember if we did or did, not. No. But three interceptions, is, I'm cool Three INTs is pretty damn good. And then um, Cameron Williams recorded his first interception against Hawaii. He's, mm-hmm. he's, a, is he, he's a young kid, too. Is, yeah. He's a he's true freshman. He's a true freshman, mm-hmm. yeah. Really? And so it was, it was good to see them. I, I want to see Austin Turner. I really want to see Austin Turner out there. But it, a time will come where Austin Turner will oh, have yeah. his moment. And it's good that these guys are slowly getting integrated into the system. So next year, this defense is going to be a whole different story. These mm-hmm. guys are all young kids and they're all, you know, brand new to the college football scene. And yeah. it's good to see them performing. And then the, the, uh, defensive lineman to, uh, can't pronounce his last. I'm sorry, buddy. I can't pronounce your You're fucking not Polynesian. last name. 
What's that? You're not Polynesian. You can't pronounce their names. I know. I'm not Polynesian, man. <laughs> I look Polynesian, but I'm not. I fit right in with them. I love it. I love the Polynesians. I know. And so, but I can't pronounce his name. It's a, you know, it's it's a hard name to pronounce. But Tua. Yeah, he plays like barefoot. It's awesome. He's he's an awesome player. He got his, I think he got a first sack in the first game against Eastern, and then he racked up a sack against Cal. So oh, good on him. No, he got a, I think he got a couple against Eastern. He was the, he was the, um, he was the Pac-12 Defensive Player of the Week. Um, nice. Week one, I That's think. I see. Yeah. Good for him. Wow. And so... He had like two or three sacks and like seven tackles. He was just and then you've got both them. Bryants. Yeah, both Bryants balling out. Mm-hmm. With Hunter Bryant winning the... Um, the uh, What's it called? The... Uh, the Mackey the Tight End Award of the Week. Mm-hmm. So he was Tight End Player of the Week. And then you have um, Hunter Bryant... Or no. God damn it. Miles Bryant winning the Pac-12 Defensive Player of the Week, mm-hmm. and his turnovers were fucking nuts. When he took the ball out of that dude's hands, so this guy literally catches the ball. Uh, Miles Bryant literally puts his hand in there, grabs the football, and just rips it out just of his picks arms. his pocket. Literally just wow. steals the football from him. It's incredible to watch. Um, so, you know, so now they're playing BYU, which Blake said is a big game. BYU is 2-1 and one on the season after beating both Tennessee and USC. Mm-hmm. Shit, that game starts in like 20 minutes. It does. And so, but they dropped to Utah in week one. So, mm-hmm. I mean, that you know. But BYU's got a solid linebacker core, as Blake was saying earlier. Yeah, their, defense, their linebacker yeah. game is, their defense is nuts. And their linebacker core, it's not going to be easy for the Huskies to run the ball. Mm-hmm. Like, and, and even passing the ball is not going to be So the Huskies really have to, they have to be aggressive against this team and, and really work the clock. Yeah. And and drive, drive this defense just into the ground. Put drives together, dude. Just tire them out. Absolutely. Like Ten plays, five minute drives. So just they've go on got forever, like the Patriots. So their solid <laughs> linebacker core with uh, Kavika Fonua, Isaiah Kofuzi, and Peyton Wilger, who each have interceptions on the season, and um, five pass deflections between them, and then fifty eight tackles between the three of them. So that's pretty fucking insane. So, obviously, we could talk about college football all fucking day long, mm-hmm. but college football is going on right now. Wisconsin's blowing out Michigan. So what oh, we're gonna do? Michigan's poor prison wallet. <laughs> <laughs> what we're gonna do is we're gonna transition here okay. to um, to the NFL. All right. One of my first topics. Everybody's expecting Antonio Brown. My first topic of the NFL this week, is Gardner Minshew. Mm. Oh, God. Love the guy. <laughs> I fucking love the guy. I know. I don't. I like him, too. You know, even as a Wazoo graduate, and he, you know, he transferred to Wazoo in his mm-hmm. senior year, and so, you know, he had one year with them, and but he was awesome, and he was on the Heisman watch, and him and his mustache were a big thing in Pullman, yeah, was, which is cool. He's like a cult hero, yeah. You know, and I root for Wazoo if they're not playing the Huskies, so, you know, good on them. And good on him. So he went to Jacksonville. He got drafted in the sixth round, went to Jacksonville. Mm. And Dick Foles, Big Dick Nick, got hurt. And that was it the first game? Broke his clavicle. Yeah, in the, like first the first game of the year. Of the yeah, first game, Fuck. first half. Against the Chiefs. And so they came out, they lost that game, and then they lost the next week to a nail-biter against uh, the Texans, who Gardner Minshew had a pretty good game that game, but they lost because they went to... They, they scored a touchdown, and they ran the ball on a two-point conversion with Leonard Fournette, which everybody kind of saw coming. It was a very 
very conservative play call that I wasn't a big fan of. It lost yeah, but they in the didn't game. Get, they didn't get cute like when Carolina lost the week before to the Bucks, though. I mean, I don't get me wrong. Carolina I would totally, sucks. I would totally give the ball to Christian McCaffrey, but the play was just. I remember it's I was watching easy. it, and I was just like, "Well, Cam kind of crept over by the." by the right tackle like he was like calling something and then he runs like he's gonna block but of course he's not gonna block and then they try some like weird i don't i just hated it i have never seen a football player disintegrate the way cam newton has that poor guy has just been mangled and i say poor guy because i i'm not a big cam newton fan um but here's the thing about cam newton i don't like to see football careers go out because cheap shots and injuries i like to see football players have long careers. Have long and careers and then retire. Yeah. I'd prefer that. Yeah. But Cam Newton's brain has been scrambled like my fucking eggs this morning. No, his shoulder's made out of pulled his, pork. Yeah, his shoulder's been just coated in up. too much Lowry's. This guy is just getting <laughs> annihilated. And, you know, there was a season there where the referees just were not, they just didn't give a flying fuck what happened to Cam. Yeah. But, you know, it, it is what it is, you know. He, well, and he's he, been getting headhunted. He's been getting uh, He's been getting headhunted uh, for so long. Yeah, One I, of the biggest things was is, like, watching the 2016 Broncos-Carolina uh, game after, uh, their, after their Super Bowl they yeah. played Thursday night. Just watching that game, watching that Denver defense just hit him right in the fucking head. Oh, yeah. It's... it's, it's Spooky, and yeah. I understand Cam's it's, it's, concern. It's the way he's been playing too, though. He but he does he used dive, to run the he does ball run a the ton. Ball, yeah. And I mean, I bring this up about Russell Wilson too all the time, and like why Tony Romo had to retire so early and stuff is that some guys just don't know how to get hit. Yeah, Absolutely. they don't. You don't know how to. F- <laughs> it sounds stupid, but it's like wrestling, where it's like you don't know how to fall good. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> you know? Well, I mean, look I at Russell that. Wilson. I mean, yeah. it's frustrating with and Russell Cam, Wilson. Well, Cam is a huge dude too. You don't. Yeah. Like, people don't understand. Like, but he's like what? Like six, six five, six six. six. Bigger, yeah, he's huge. He's big, and he's like two hundred and thirty pounds. So he runs. He runs the football like a like a maniac. Right. And but but the thing yeah. is, is he doesn't slide. Right. So he'll get annihilated yeah, he because he's a running back. And, mm-hmm. knock you like a full and he back. will lower his shoulder. And when you lower your shoulder, you're going to get hit in the head. So part partially yeah. it's, you know, it's on him. But at the same time, when he's in the pocket, when he gets hit in the head, it should not be, it shouldn't be happening. Right. And also that, you know, that old line is disintegrating and just letting him get annihilated his, even more. His career has been pretty long. I mean, he's he, did, he has had a long career. Was it 2000? Eight, eight years. 2011, yeah. right? Yeah. So 2011 till now to be sl- slowly starting to disintegrate yeah. as of right now it's pretty damn good. Good on yeah. him. I-, I don't think he'll ever win a Super Bowl, which sucks. But no, he was close. Not, not with that team. He was close, but not with the team they have now. Yeah, they, they had their shot. Yeah, and they <laughs> they fucking blew that bad. Oh, but that Denver defense was no fucking joke. Oh, yeah. That Denver defense and then, was. And then- Peyton Manning made some kind of like deal with the devil. To pl- I'll play one more game and I'll have a perfect game and I'll win a Super Bowl. Then I'll retire. Yeah. It's, like, <laughs> it's like in Little Nicky when uh, who is it? Dan Marino's talking to the devil. He's like, I can't stand retirement. Come on, did somebody win one Super Bowl? <laughs> the devil's like, I don't think I can do that to you. You're such a nice guy. And he's like, Well, you did oh it for Namath. God. And then the devil's like, Yeah, but Joe is coming here anyway. Oh, yeah. <laughs> I mean, it's funny though. <laughs> Dan Marino's like, fuck this. This sucks. So, um, <laughs> yeah, so, so Gardner Minshew beat the Titans on Thursday night, ending that embarrassing four game loss from Jacksonville to the Titans. Yeah. So, 
Good, uh, good job there. I mean, Titans are a terrible football I mean, team as well. He's he's doing the perfect. He's do, he's the perfect. Um, back, it changed. It's the perfect backup. They're just yes. they're, they're they're playing super safe. They just everyone do him. their thing. And he's lucky too because he's in a division that is crap. So yeah. it's like you can actually do something. It's like I, I bring this up all the time, and and a lot of Patriot fans hate me. But it's like, could you imagine if the Patriots were in the AFC uh, West during? Tom Brady's whole career. Yeah, I, they would not be as successful as they are. Yeah, no, I mean, if they're in any other division. I mean, I yeah, but like, I'm I'm not saying they wouldn't be as successful. But I'm saying the and the AFC East is garbage. <laughs> it's, trash. it's been garbage for like 10, 20 years. Yeah. Oh, yeah, I'm like the Jets, the, the Bills. Only, the only people holding it up is the the Patriots. Yeah, yeah. The, the, every the other only team pe- they've cycled through a hundred coaches. There's just nothing. I think I think the Rex Ryan Jets like ten years ago were the last like decent team in that. Division. Well, the last the yeah. last two teams in that division to go to the to the playoffs that weren't uh, the Patriots were uh, Miami a couple like four years ago, and then the Bills. The Bills couple three years, years back, ago. Yeah. Yeah. So and and I think the Tyrod. Bills. I think the Bills this year. I'm liking the way that Bills Josh Allen's Bills playing are, football. Bills are looking good. Yeah, no, I'm just, I'm, I'm just. I like his attitude. Yeah, but as I'm just well. bringing up for like Jacksonville. Like I think that Minshew's in like just a perfect situation right now. Absolutely, he's with, he's, he has a team with a solid defense. They have a good running back, pretty good receivers. No, yeah, well, I mean I'm not the not like yeah, elite they're, they're receivers, not, they're but not, they're not household names. But it's like you know, but yeah, I drafted D.D. Westbrook in one of my fantasy teams. I'm like, yeah, screw it. For a player like Minshew to have the targets that he has, like not very well-known yeah. receivers. It's good on both of them, you know, good on the receiver because he's going to target every receiver on the field. Yeah. Yeah. Um, which he's done because there's, you know, their leading receiver will have five receptions for 80 some yards in a game. But mm-hmm. then you look at their, you look at their player or like, you know, you look at the game stats and every receiver has got three or four receptions. Oh, yeah. It's, it's, it's good way to run your offense. Yeah. And no, so in, she's looking good. It goes into the sense of Leonard Fournette. I think that Leonard Fournette had a great rookie season, and then he didn't do anything last year because he got hurt. He played eight games, yeah. but he only got 500 yards on the on the whole year. And then this year, he's got I think he's um, so Leonard Fournette is a he's a 4.2 yard per run average running back right now, mm. and he's got 43 attempts for 179 yards with no touchdowns. Mm. So it's not the worst start to a season, not at all, for the first yeah, few weeks. They, they just stack the box. When he's in the backfield, they just they, stack they know the his box game. up. They yeah. know his game. He's, he's a horror. Well, you saw it late, late in the game on um, on Thursday. Yeah. He had that one breakout run where it was like all of a sudden it was like, oh, but that's, like, yeah, that's but what they brought up for. some stat in the game too, like where he like in like out of all um, running backs in the NFL, he is like the one where they everyone they stack the box up like seventy percent of the time he's in the backfield. He's a power back for sure. He's yeah. a, he's a he's a workhorse, and he's I don't want to say that he's a bad running back, but I don't want to say that he's elite. He's mm. not elite, you know. Oh yeah, not not of not as right now. No, if you were to come back, was his rookie season was nuts, a thousand yards, yeah. and I think. Uh, you know, I think he had a hundred or or maybe even more reception yards. Mm-hmm. But Damn. that was, you know, you're looking at yeah, a, he's crazy. You're looking at a at a running back that that has a lot of reception yards. I think mm-hmm. his career reception yards are around in the five hundreds or almost six hundred. But then you think, with Blake Bortles, he wasn't throwing that ball down the field. And mm-hmm. there's a reason why they got rid of Alan Hearns and of uh, oh, shit. What's his name? I'm I'm trying to remember his uh, Marquise Lee. There's Marquise Lee as well, and then there was the other uh, Allen Robinson. They oh, got yeah. rid of all three of those receivers because Bortles wasn't 
throwing to him after, you know, after eventually he just couldn't mm-hmm. because that line was just, you know, dissolving yeah. in front of his face. Yeah. So his only their option def- was to... defense bailed him out too. So his only option was to dump the ball off to his running back who's yeah. right there. And that's how, you know, that's that's good on, on Fournette for being a good power back and receiving back. But at the same time, people are going to find out your offense and it's going to shut them down big time. Yeah. And so this year with Minshew... With Minshew throwing the ball down the field, um, I don't expect Leonard Fournette's reception yards to go up. I don't expect his rushing yards to be that much of an impact this year on the season. And I think that's just because they finally found a quarterback who's looking down the field and targeting so many different receivers that, you know, defenses have to look and they're going to be like... They'll still be their guy. They seem to run more options and stuff. Absolutely. I mean, on the the other side of the ball in that game, Derrick Henry, I mean, I don't don't think... He's not much of a downhill runner anymore because I think people stack the box up against him too, but he's really come out as a good receiving back. Exactly. And you got to transit... If you're you're power back and you're realizing that you're getting stuffed in that backfield every time you run because defenses know. You know, that's, that's what happened to Marshawn Lynch. Every time Marshawn Lynch was in the backfield... That defensive Boom. line is stacked up with linebackers, and they're ready yeah, for him. Yeah, but he but he was just but he feasting was, off option. He was great in the reception yards, and he was great down the field too. Mm-hmm. You know, and when you get Marshawn Lynch in an open field, good luck. Yeah, you know, it's, it's <laughs> fucking hard to tackle. And you know, one one cornerback, that's not an easy tackle. No, <laughs> and so. I was like when I was at the Kansas City game in at Arrowhead, and the guys like, man, that. And then the guys that were talking to us like, yeah, they're Chiefs fans, we're Seahawks fans. My brother and I are like, yeah, dude, we love um, Jamal Charles and all that stuff. And they're like, yeah, dude, but that Marshawn Lynch is a horse. Yeah, <laughs> a horse. A horse. Dead serious. Oh, no. And so uh, Gardner Minshew's numbers on the season so far, 692 yards, five touchdowns, one interception. So they're obviously throwing the goddamn football. Oh, yeah. And which is awesome. I, I love to see it. And I hope that his career goes his plan and I hope that he has a, a great long career. So we're gonna move into obviously this is my favorite part. Oh jeez. We're gonna move into the Seahawks. Oh. Hmm. Oh. We'll get into Antonio Brown eventually. I just you know there's you not, know what let's get into Antonio Brown because yeah, it's a five minute yeah, thing. Yeah let's do five minutes on it. Uh <laughs> Antonio Brown officially Colin Kaepernick himself. He's not gonna play for any other team and I think his career is over. I all agree. Over I agree. I agree. All right, there we go. Well, now we're all done. over, all we're over his, all over his personality. I mean, the guy is just a cancer to be around yeah, in here. I think in everything. He's and a maniac. He's got his. Well, I, I he's, think, got his yeah, he's absolutely. I think he's he's a fucking trying, He was trying to get out of Oakland. I think that's why he had all. He deliberately had all those goofy shenanigans. But the Patriots now, it's like they have these press conferences with Bill Belichick, and he's just like, "Do you guys want to talk about football?" Like, yeah, stop I'm, talking. Like, about, I'm, I'm done. Like, he doesn't give a shit. No, and he, he did tell Antonio Brown. Yeah, he's he's. You done. bring any bullshit? No, he's to just New done. Yeah, he's just done. It's like, can we talk? Like, and he's like, I don't know anything about this stuff. I'm running a team here. There's a goddamn reason why Bill Belichick is the is yeah. probably the greatest head coach of all time. I mean, he doesn't. He does not. And fuck their press con- and the press and their press statement was great too. It's just like this isn't working out. Like, yeah, just no bullshit. No, nothing, nothing like about anything that he's going through is just. He doesn't fit the sis. He doesn't fit here. It's not working out. We're yeah. releasing him, and that's it. So, so I think you're right. What you your summary is spot on. So, moving on from Antonio Brown, folks, we're going to get into the Seahawks game. So, the Seahawks beat the Steelers on the road in Heinz Field, which is great because I've been waiting to see that happen for a <laughs> long time. Yeah, they scored zero points in their career in Heinz Field. They've been blown out twice there. So, 
it was nice to see the Seahawks go there. And I was, you know, pretty confident. Even, you know, obviously we didn't know Roethlisberger was going to go out in the beginning of the game. But I was pretty confident that the Seahawks are a different team this year on the road. They just look... They look more complete in in the first few weeks than I've seen them in a long time. So, yeah. You know, obviously they go to two and zero for the first time since two thousand and thirteen, but they just they look like they have their shit together more than they do any other year. Because last year they started zero and two, another year they'll start one and one, or they'll start mm-hmm. you know they'll start zero and two again or one and one. So it's just kind of trading yeah, off. Yeah, well, in the game two is just a classic early in the year Seahawks game where like just nothing was going on in the first half. In the first half. But thank, thank, well, thank God did Pittsburgh. I mean, they got like three sacks in the first half, but at the same time too, they didn't look that great either. So no. I was kind of like, oh, okay, we'll, we'll see what's going on. But the thing that was so satisfying was the offense in the second half of the game, just making adjustments. And it's just the quick passes. I just love that. Putting sometimes, together drives, putting together sometimes drives. We, sometimes huge. we try to go for these big plays that take way too long to develop. And I think that's where the sacks and things just come into play more often. I don't. I don't blame the offensive line. I mostly blame the play calling. Because when I, Russ I, is dropping back, agree. doing the thing, it's just like because Russell will drop back. He only, you know, those offensive line three can, seconds. They can only do got. so yeah. much. They can only do so much before they get racked up for for holding. Before they get a, a penalty for some bullshit. Yeah. And you know these guys do their job. If you watch the Seahawks O line, people are quick to say this year. I've heard a lot of people say it already. This O line sucks. They still suck. They do not suck. That's Seattle fans. That's Seattle fans. This O-line does not <laughs> they hate, suck. They hate our team. <laughs> Granted, they, they get a lot of penalties, and they, and they you know, Jermaine Fetty's probably the weakest part of the O-line because when, they ha- when he has mm. to block a good defensive player, let's say J.J. Watt, he can't block him without holding him, or he just lets J.J. Watt go right to the quarterback. Yeah. So he's probably the weakest part of the O-line, and he's not... You, penalties aside, you, you he's not all that bad. You don't hear his name that as much as he used to. When yeah. when Cable was here, yeah, oh, he was he, like everyone was like, "Who is this Joker?" Yeah, every goddamn our, yeah. play. But then, but last year and so far this year, well, they'll straight up pull him out of a game, and yeah. they did. They put Ethan uh, Prosick in there for Prosick, him yeah. when he got two penalty holds. I think two back to back plays. They pulled his ass out of the game. So it shows. There's a reason why they haven't signed his contract yet, because his rookie contract is up at the end of the yeah. year. He won't be a Seahawk at the well, end. Of offensive the year. linemen are very fickle too. But I, it I just fucking kills love me. that whole line, man. That DJ Fluker, I can't tell you how much I love DJ Fluker and Dwayne fucking Brown, man. Yeah. yeah, and you know Justin Britt, and and you've got the the guy from 49ers and the Cardinals here now. I can't, why can't Mikey, Mikey Potty? Thank you. I love him too. You know, yeah, and he's just he's just old and hurt. But when old he's, and hurt. But when he's, he's when he's on, he's on. Yeah, and so you know, and this is a team that's doing this and having their defense has been a little. They've been allowing a lot of points. They've been allowing a lot of yards, but this is also a defense that people thought was going to be completely obsolete without Jaron Reed. But they're two and zero, and a lot of people didn't see this coming. And we don't know anything. And you've got Reed coming back. You've got Reed coming back in in three weeks. So the Seahawks have a big opportunity this weekend to go three and zero against you know a Drew Breesless Saints. I don't yeah, want to say that they're going to win. I, it's not a game that's guaranteed. It's I'm, not a guarantee. I'm, ner- I'm nervous because it's not Drew Brees is not that team. It's Sean Payton. It's not. Yeah, exactly. Sean, that defense could give us a lot of problems. It's not a guaranteed yeah. win. What what the Seahawks do have on their advantage is they're coming off of a big win on the road and they're coming home. 
And then you've got Ziggy Ansa, who's been cleared to play, so he's coming out. So you've got Ziggy Ansa, Puna, and you've got... Um, Puna might still be hurt, though, but I hope he comes back. So soon. you've got... Yeah, he didn't even play on uh-uh. Sunday, so think about a, yeah, that. Yeah, he has a knee thing or something going on, but we also got... Um, You've got, yes, you know, we got, we got Quentin Ziggy, Jefferson. Got You've Ziggy, got Ziggy. Clowney. Yep. And then we also got to see a little bit of LJ Collier last mm-hmm. week, LJ too. Collier and Rasheem Green as well. Mm-hmm. And, and Al Green Woods. After it. And fucking Al Woods. Dude, this D-line <laughs> is nuts. Yeah. And they said that this D-line was going to be nothing there's, without there's Jerron some, Reed. Yeah, there was definitely some questions. But, I mean, but like I said, it's a we're, we're a young team. So we don't have the Cam Chancellor anymore where it's like, as long as that guy's playing, we're going to be badass. It's like, yeah. no, we got to... You know, you don't know what you're going to get. These guys are young, and, and yeah. they've got to they've got to develop, and they're developing in a in a good way. And you know, this is a football team. When you see these Seahawks and you see their highlights and you see their their interviews and you see them just kind of practicing and how they act, this is a football team that has no controversies. They just they love each other. They're a brotherhood, and they're going out there and they're just playing the game that they love. They're playing football. I fucking love to see it. So Russell Wilson obviously had a perfect game on Sunday. So he went 29 for 35 for 300 yards, three touchdowns, 22 rushing yards, QBR rating of 130.9. And he recorded his record eighth NFC player of the week, which is awesome. I mean, and you know, you're talking about... He threw his his 200th touchdown too, didn't he? Yeah. Yeah, you're talking about a guy who's under pressure almost this entire game. And he didn't give the ball over once. He didn't fumble. Mm -hmm. He took sacks. But just like Blake was saying, Russell Wilson knows how to get hit. Yeah. One of the most frustrating things about Russell Wilson is he'll drop back in the pocket so deep, run, and avoid immediate contact. But when he goes down, he knows it's going to suck because you're going to lose <laughs> 18 yards, but I'm just going to drop on the ground and have these guys just kind of brush over me or fall on top of me. But he's not going to go out there and get hit in the head. Right. He did get hit in the head, and the referees missed it, which is total bullshit. Yeah. Not because it was... How do you not hear someone get cracked like that? Oh, you could hear it. You could see it. And the referee was right there. You could see it clear as day. So Pete Carroll sent that, sent it to, you know, he's getting that taken care of, which is good for him because... It's yeah. It's just so getting, they handle that it's a after late the hit. game as well. Yeah, it's well. It's yeah, also they'll this, handle it. It's also they'll, the, the, the they'll hum, probably find the referees. The for human that. human element of refereeing too. Like every single play, there's a hold. There's yeah. a block find, in the, there's a block in the back on every single kick return somewhere. You but know, I understand just, that. But it when, just sucks when it gets you when know, you're protecting the quarterback. The game is around protecting the quarterback now, and you yeah. see Russell Wilson let go of the ball and a solid. Two seconds after he throws the ball, he gets hit in the fucking head. Yeah. Like, that's targeting. You know, yeah. that's that's automatic ejection. And he hasn't taken many him. hits like that in his whole exactly. entire career. And so you get his fucking brain Unless rattled. He plays Clay Matthews. And, and the referee, squished. you know, the backfield referee is right there. Yeah. He's five fucking ten feet away from him. And, mm-hmm. and so the referee is pro- the referee and the player. The referees and the players are probably going to get fined after that. The player, for sure, is going to get fined because they're going to review it. They're going to be like, okay, well, he's targeting. We're going to fine him for that. Do all that bullshit. doesn't mean anything now. The Seahawks are 2-0. I don't fucking give a shit. Right. But fine the referees because I do think that referees need to be held accountable. Absolutely. And, you know, there was a whole referee team that got fired last year because of their horrible officiating. So they are starting to be taken or they're starting to be more responsible now. Do you so, think that's uh, that? Do you think that's them being irresponsible, or do you think that that's them having some kind of bias? No, no, there's no bias. I don't think that there's any bias. Yeah, I, I mean, you could play the bias card because your team's getting penalized, but some most of the time, Blake is right. You know, 
there's a penalty on every play. There's a mm-hmm. hold in the backfield for the defense. There's pass not. interference on every play. There's holding on the O-line. There's there's two penalties or more on mm-hmm. every single play. So a lot of it is just what they see, what they what's obvious. Right. Yeah. Like if you're holding onto a lineman and his arms are up in the air and he falls down on the ground, that's an automatic flag. Mm-hmm. You're getting flagged for that a thousand percent yeah. out of yeah. You know. And I kind of agreed with what Brady said the other day on Twitter, where it's like sometimes like I like college sometimes because there's not a lot of penalties. Sometimes I feel like the NFL is borderline unwatchable just because there's so many penalties. It slows the game down. Oh, big time. So much. I agree with what Tom Brady said. I fucking retweeted that. Yeah, I know. I'm I was like, this game like, fucking I, sucks. Yeah. Well, it's like it's almost it's not that. It's like almost every, every game. It's just game. like, God, there's like 20 penalties at the end of the game. And yeah. what the first week the Browns and they have like like 13 penalties for like 180 yards. Yeah. I'm like, what the fuck? Yeah, you 180 yards. Yeah. No wonder you lost the game. You gave the game away through penalties. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Your, so def- teams your, your defense would have a lights out day, but if you're giving up 180 yard, or I don't know if it was 180, excuse me, but like it's just and a lot of this shit with the referees is it, you know, these guys have a lot of rules, and there's more rules every year that oh, get tacked God, on. It's like oh, the yeah. so these referees are, are getting going into every game with yeah. a fucking like I'm talking like a Judy Foos Judy Foos fucking scroll, yes. Dude, well, yeah, it's like the catch rule, stupid. Yeah. It's still like to this day, like just affecting everything. This new um, reviewing pass interferences. It, it, I guarantee it's you this. Stupid. I'm going to tell just, you this uh, on the pass interfering. You can challenge your pass interfering for defense. Yeah. Ten out of ten of the times, they're going to play is going to stand. It's yeah. so hundred percent. They will so not dumb. It's just a waste of time. They will not uh, take away a defensive pass interference. Offense, see, yeah. maybe defense, absolutely. Well, then they're not. holding up the little the little. Um, I, I tablet to the referee and the ref's just standing there just drooling looking at the same play over and over and over again and I'm just like he's like yeah I well just, he still he still pass interfered yeah it's just yeah. like I, I listen to John Clayton every morning on the way to work and he's a, he, he disagrees with it too and he's like the more rules that you make the more confusing it gets to officiate and the slower oh. the game gets and the more people By don't want to watch football By far. I agree with Blake I think college football Way more entertaining to watch because, well, the scores are much higher. The oh, penalties, sure. they don't throw as many penalties. They right. hit harder. And, you know, they they allow the game of football to be played. Yeah. Obviously, when a penalty needs to be thrown, like when Michigan's quarterback just got decapitated right before we started recording. Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah. Throw the goddamn flag. It's obvious. Yeah. yeah. But, you know, holding and all that shit, they barely throw that. Yeah. In, in. Well, yeah the w- and kickoff returns. Uh-huh. You can actually watch them on fucking college. Yeah. Dante Pettis can't do what he did in college in the NFL because they're going to call they're going to call all those touchdowns block back on block in the back, the back yeah, every time. Like it's going to get eliminated and it's going to fucking suck. Yeah, and I'll tell you the one other thing that really like just at the since we're just on the officiating thing like last little point, I hate the fact of the false start penalties on someone in the backfield. I can't remember what game we were watching. My brother and I were watching it the other day and like the running back or the fullback just kind of like moved his foot a little bit. He's not even on the line of scrimmage. Yeah. Like it's, it's just like it's so annoying. It's plus like, you can I'm, move those guys in audibles. Like, you uh, can move those guys in audibles. I mean, and if, shit. If, if but like, it's like as soon as you're set, you're set. Though, I'm like, yeah, but this clown's in the backfield. Like he's yeah. not causing anyone to jump on the other side. I mean, I don't know. Maybe I'm just emotional about it. No, I'm just like, it, it kind of <laughs> irritates me too, man. It's like I said, yeah. it's, there's another it's, flag it's back bullshit. it up. Yep. And it's like, oh, it just makes the game longer and almost unwatchable I mean, I think sometimes. that the Seahawks drives usually start first and 20. Yeah. Almost every time because there's some whole, yeah, there's some yeah. bullshit or they kick off the ball and there's a block in the back so they start on the fucking five yard line. Yeah. It's, yeah. it's just dumb. 
Can I say one thing about the Seahawks that I've noticed ever since the Hasselback days is that they really seem to take things seriously once you get into the goal line defense. Okay, if there's one thing that the Hawks take seriously within a game, it's the goal line defense. Why can't they have that same energy when they're in the midfield? Well, because they have they have less field to play with in the in the in the like in the red you zone. Had, yeah, you you've got way zone. less. You've got way less so field dealing, to play. You're dealing with twenty yards instead of sixty. Yeah, so it's like when you get the ball on a kickoff and you're at the twenty five, you've got the entire field. There's to a play lot of green with. out there. Yeah, but yeah, yeah and but, these guys, you know. But when you get back, but when, as soon as they get close into the defense, I mean, the offense they don't have a lot of room to work with, and they got eleven guys squeezed into this tiny little box. And, and that's like, where that that's see. where the play calling really becomes. You've got to be an expert on it. No, I, so, I just think you should have the mindset that you're always in that small little box. I mean, I'm sure they do, but yeah. you know, with with plays being extended, I mean, our, our and passes our, and, and passes, downfield you know, yeah. and everything. Yeah, our, yeah. I mean, our our backfield's pretty young, but we did not give up a lot of uh, a lot of yardage. No, I'm getting. Yeah, I was, I, was just, I was just about except to get for to that, that. Except for that flea, that flea flicker flicker to Juju, which is you know a tricky kind of play. And and flea flickers are in. Always gonna and and Lano Hill was right on him. He just made a great catch. I mean, like, yeah, just it happens sometimes. So I was gonna, yeah, I was gonna get to, I was gonna start getting into the stats and shit. So you're looking into, uh, you know, the offense as a whole. The rushing game was nice, 151 rushing yards. Um, So I said it last week on the show. Prepare to because in week one it was Chris Carson all the way. You didn't see a run game that was, you know that was diverse or anything like that. So mm-hmm. it's, it was Chris Carson all the way. And so what you're looking at here is you're looking at an offense that really brought in their run game on the road, which mm-hmm. is huge. So I said, watch out for Rashad Penny. He's going to be a big impact on this game. And so Rashad Penny had, um, he had 10 carries, 62 yards and one touchdown. And so the offense as a whole, as I just said, 151 yards, Awesome game. Chris Carson was 60 yards. CJ Procise was seven. But he was still he was still involved. And uh, so Tyler Lockett led the Seahawks in the receiving with 10 receptions and 79 yards. Oh, wait, no. Yes, 79 yards. And then right behind him was big DK Metcalf. Mm-hmm. Looking at, you know, I love watching this guy play. Oh, he's awesome. And so DK Metcalf with three receptions, 61 yards, and his first NFL touchdown. Mm-hmm. And here's the big guy in the receiving game, baby. My favorite. Big Uncle Will Disley, the blocking Uncle tight Will. end. <laughs> the blocking tight end, uh, he had five receptions for 50 yards and two touchdowns. So he's averaging no 10 yards shit. per catch. He looked awesome. He's just got there. good hands, dude. Wow. He does. He's got there. great hands. Hey, he doesn't eat popcorn before every game. <laughs> and Chris Carson had 27 <laughs> yards with three receptions. Yeah. Juju Smith, Schuster was obviously the re- leading wide receiver with... Uh, five receptions, 84 yards, including that flea flicker that Blake talked about, but he had no touchdowns. So great mm-hmm. job shutting him down, and he's their number one receiver. Uh, Vance McDonald, another tight end who balled out this week or last week, was he had seven receptions, 38 yards, two touchdowns. And then here's the reason why the Steelers are zero and two. Uh, Dante Moncrief, oh, zero catches, zero yards. Wow. And on this season... He got pulled, didn't he? He got pulled. Yeah. On this season, he's been targeted... Um, let me see. I, I've got it here. He's been targeted... Well, once last game. Once last game, but he got pulled after that because yeah, he caused that the interception. Yeah. 
But in the week before, he was targeted 10 times. Wow. He caught two passes. What? So you're looking at a guy who's got eight drop passes on the season already. I won't be surprised if he's not on that roster here. You know what? The Steelers need to just hang up their jerseys and go home. Yeah. James Conner didn't have a good game. Ben Roethlisberger's out with with an elbow injury. Yeah. Yeah. You know, they, I think you said Tommy John surgery. Just go for the go for the first round pick. You're zero and two. Just go for it. Battle yeah. Miami out for that first. Well, round I'm looking pick. at the box score right now, and it's it's plain as day the reason why we won. 70, oh yeah, obviously. seventy two plays, they and just, we had a uh, possession for thirty over thirty five minutes. Huge. They huge. just need all those you'll, guys you'll, to sell Girl you'll, Scout cookies for the rest of the season. <laughs> so James Conner didn't have a game, yeah. as I said on the last episode. I said James Conner, if you shut him down. This offense is going to plummet because you, if you watch out for Juju Smith and you watch out for James Conner, mm-hmm. you can shut that offense down instantly. Mm-hmm. He got shut down. He had um, 11 carries for 33 yards and a touchdown, but the touchdown was given to him on the one-yard line because of a pass interference that occurred on the one-yard line from yeah. uh, Michael Kendricks. Mm-hmm. So this Seahawks defense with one interception, allowed 268 combined yards. And the Steelers' defense allowed 451 yards and no turnovers. So you're looking at that, and, and you're seeing on the road in Pittsburgh, a place that Seahawks have never statistically Sucks. played yeah. well ever. Yeah, And they're coming in there, and they're only allowing 268 yards combined on offense. Yeah. That's a great fucking win. So they've oh, got that far. win over them. They're coming back home. They're playing the Saints, who you know, who just hey. lost Drew Brees. They they just lost in L.A., so they're looking for a win too. It's going to be a shootout. It's going to be fun. I can't wait. I feel so, like the Saints are just like the Chargers in a sense, though, man. Like we just can't. We always have the worst struck of bad luck with that. I don't think so. They've, the Saints? No, no, no. They've they've been able to we've, work the Saints, especially here at home. Especially here at home. Yeah. They beat them twice in the playoffs in recent history. Oh, that's right. That's so right. here's what I'm I'm going to do. I'm going to I'm going to. I'm wrap just talking this out of my up. ass. I'm going to wrap this episode up because I'm sweating like a fucking pig. The game's starting, and um, I have to piss really fucking bad. So, (laughs) you guys, I love that you guys came in here, and I really hope that we can get you guys back in here. Sorry, I don't know shit about football. No, but but you're still uh, part of the conversation, man. That's all all it takes. And uh, I fucking love you guys. I love the whole CSB audience, everybody that loves this sideshow. Uh, you know, let me know if there's anything that you want me to brush up against. Obviously, when more sports are in, mm-hmm. hockey, basketball, we'll be getting a little bit more in that, and I'm looking for people to come in and help me talk to that, especially with martial arts, mixed martial arts, and with oh, boxing. Sure. Mark, I'm looking at um, you. I'm going to be the guy for that. Excellent. I know how to talk on that one. Well, I love you guys. Love you too, man. And we'll see you on next week's episode of CSB. Here we go.